Welcome back into hour three of RSVP with Jill Monroe, TRL edition. Yes, 1998. Yes. You know what I was just thinking about? Because we instantly, right, I may have got it mixed because sometimes, I mean, I, I was more of an NSYNC fan than Backstreet Boys. I was more of a Backstreet fan. But Backstreet's back. All right. Yes. And listen, NSYNC, Celebrity, gone. No, Celebrity um, was the album for me. That's when I became an NSYNC fan. Um, some, uh, I'm blanking on this. Anyway. That was that was actually a good, good album. That was the That's the only NSYNC album that I own. Really? Is Celebrity. I don't know if I owned, I owned Celebrity, but before that I may have liked songs. I don't think I was a consumer of the entire product. Definitely not. Andy? Speaking of TRL, <clears throat> some of the best VMA performances ever of all time was from NSYNC. Okay. That, that, YouTube, yeah. go check it out. That was fine. No, I mean, that was I, mean an I always watched it. No, that definitely wasn't it. I mean, the MTV Awards period during that time period yes. was a thing. And I actually, to kind of piggyback off of this topic, because we both instantly knew that's the song, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of pop songs, I think, of like, I was thinking about the other day how much MTV I watched growing up, right? And. What I want to know is, where do you get your, your, your pop songs from now, your white songs? You know, there's always certain ones that kind of make their way over. Like, for a black Gen Xer, you play Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. You play, um, there's a couple of, what is the other one? Boom, 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 White Stripes, um, Seven Nation Army. Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a couple of songs that, like, you put on that people are like, Boom. And I think that TRL and MTV had a lot to do with that. And we've had that conversation about how they're no longer music shows and wherever. So where does the cross come now? Movies? Commercial? Um, yeah, it 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 definitely. You know what it is? For I think for me, and I'm only going to, and I, you keep telling me not to talk about age and aging myself, but I feel like I'm aged out of that type of pop yeah. music you know i'm too old for it um so if i do happen to see something it's because another it's a, because of a black artist brought them on and there's a feature or something like that to okay. where oh okay or it's just a really urban sounding song and it's like who is this and it's like oh wait mm, should i be listening to like this miley cyrus and the bangers album mm, i wouldn't go that far because that's i'm aged out of that and andy <laughs> where were you going? oh that was it right there uh, listen i'm aged out of those things too but yeah. i feel like a good song is a good it's song, a good song yeah right and i may not like have it on repeat or da 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 but like in the club with the uh, with my J's. <laughs> but I don't really. Um, again, I don't pay it. Like for me, at this point of where I am in my life, it's everything is black, okay. black everything. And if it's not black, then what are you doing? And why are you doing this? Like okay. stay over there, Jack Harlow. You, you're getting too close. Oh, that's my song. Yeah. So. Um, Vanilla baby. What's that other guy that's like him? Is this G Easy? Is that the yeah. rapper? So I like G Easy. Only because of Cardi B, you see what I'm saying. So there's okay. th that connection. Dun, and, and dun, 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 yeah. So I'm not going to look for you, or you know. A, a, but again, a good song is a good song, but it's limited on how good it's gonna be. <laughs> okay, you have for restrictions. Me. on Oh, it? definitely. Okay. Because I'm playing. I'm I'm playing everything old. 
from the 90s. Okay. Or the early 2000s. That's that's primarily your playlist? Yes. And some stuff um what's the I think the most current artist that I've downloaded um is Victoria Monet. Okay. Oh my mama. That's a good album. And that's a good album. Listen. Oh, and I downloaded um Two Chains of Lil Wayne, that new album. That's a good album too. They have a new album out? Yeah. Um they have a the 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 one of why I think is at least that transparency song with Usher. You, here's the thing, you can't age out of Lil Wayne and Two Chains. Well, here's the thing because Two Chains is older than you and Lil yeah, Wayne I, well, is almost the same age. Well, so. I, well, we were talking about pop, so right. but I grew up with Lil Wayne and Two Chains, so that's different. You so grew I'm, up with NSYNC too and Backstreet. Yeah, not this. It's not the same though. It's not the same for me. I didn't kind of grow up with them. They were just an era in my life. Okay. Lil Wayne carried me through high school, college, and adulthood. Mm. Yeah. Andy. <laughs> I think about uh, VH1 mm-hmm. back in the day. Pop-up video. I mean, just that was the channel where you would get all your white music from. And, of course, after the okay. transition, you know, to reality TV, that's been taken away. So I don't even, like, what network even shows you know none pop song revolt like well maybe revolt do they have a pop no, power fuse is gone right that doesn't exist anymore instagram tiktok <laughs> tiktok tiktok is mm-hmm. how you find it tiktok is the answer that's it right there listen when we come forward we're going to get into these boosie and ts madison comments you know, <laughs> do people need Madison. to stop talking about things they hate? Would that solve a that's, lot of it? That's never going to stop because that's the whole point. I'm, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about it because I hate it. <laughs> All of that and more on the other <laughs> side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So, T.S. Madison. Lil Boosie, both outspoken, right? Yeah. Both have lots to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently, we know The Color Purple came out on Christmas Day. It was like the second largest opening of a film on Christmas, I believe, in some number of years. And we know it's based off of the 19, was it 82 or 81 book by Alice Walker, the original 85. The film came out first film for Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, la, 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 la. Yes, yes. We all know the story, basically, of The Color Purple, right? Mm -hmm. Color Purple was gay in 1985, (laughs) and it was going to be gay in 2023 when the new one dropped, right? That's part of the story. If not gay or um it, it it's part of the story, the intimacy between those two women, what they meant to each other, what came about that. It's part of what makes the story special, right? I don't know what's going on with Boosie, right? I I'm sure by now you've heard some of his comments. I haven't heard any of it, but we all know Boosie is the crazy drunk uncle at the at the function talking trash to everybody. So <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So he he always has an opinion. He and is strong and wrong. Well, so that's kind of what I want to ask, right? 
he says, let me go to his original statement. He said, I had to walk out this color purple movie and two other older couples walked out also because I had my little girls with me and it seemed like a love story. Good acting, but whoever wrote the script is pushing the narrative hard. As a parent, I will not let my little girl watch this film. One, you know the story before you decided to take your little girl? He didn't. There's so many aspects he don't read books. of that story that probably aren't appropriate for a child, right? To see. Correct. <clears throat> You know, so many, not just that, many, mm-hmm. right? But he followed it up because obviously the internet flamed him. He says, why if someone doesn't agree with the narrative that is being pushed, why do you all say that person who doesn't agree is gay? That's bullying. We have a right as parents to say it's not cool for a seven and nine year old to watch this. We have rights as parents to protect our children as much as we can. I have no problem at all with the gay people. Well, he put rainbow, the rainbow people. Um, My granddad was a preacher, Southern Baptist, and I'm just trying to raise my kids with the same beliefs and respect we was raised with. It's just this world will have you in a fight to do so. So here's the thing, though, Boosie. You sold drugs. You drink lean. They're having same-sex relationships. I mean, which one of these options are illegal? Right? You're too. <laughs> um, well, that's well, depending on where you well, are in the South. True. Facts. Fa- good point. Good point. However, I mean, I think it also is a catch-22. Because I do think that it is also unrealistic to think that there aren't going to be some people that disagree and have pushback. Now, do I think Boosie says a lot too often? Because it's just like, at this point, what do you want to have happen? You can just make different choices. And it's fine if you want to make different choices for you and your family. But do you need to make an announcement about it every time you make a different choice? When you're homophobic, yes. And when you are Southern Baptist, yes. Because this is your fundamental belief and you think that what other people are doing sexually is something immoral and wrong with. So I get it. However, I also think that, and here's one, this is what really bothers me and kind of irritates me about this whole quote-unquote agenda that is being pushed (laughs) um i beg to differ about this quote-unquote agenda Mm -hmm. where where's the agenda show it to me um i think that we're just in a world where any and everything goes i don't think there's i think there's a an agenda is just to take the entire planet to hell because it's a free-for-all at this point there are no rules with anything so that's number one I also think that Boosie is just simply projecting his um, homophobia and his uncomfortability with lesbianism because his daughter is a lesbian and he has not fully wrapped his mind around that yet and accepted that. So he is voicing his discomfort um, in whatever way possible because he has not dealt with that. 
So I think that's what amplifies um, his stance around this because and to keep continued bringing it up. He constantly talks about it, preoccupied with it. Okay, and I completely get it. You're uncomfortable. You don't want your daughter to be gay. Most any any person would not want their kid to be gay. I get it. I'm gay, and I wouldn't want my kids to be gay. So I understand that. However, at a certain point, just be quiet because we get it. We know your stance and you should go sit down and have a a one-to-one with your kid and get a better understanding so you can develop, you know, a more balanced approach when you are out here talking in the the world, just in the air about things that you have control over because you didn't have to let your kid see that movie. And the other part of that is we can't expect for somebody who is a drug dealer to be sitting down reading the book in 84 about lesbians. I mean, indeed, indeed. But or the watching thing. the movie. Uh, but everybody the watched day. the color purple because I bet you, I bet you, he knows the till you do right by. I mean, there's like moments. Maybe or he whatever. hasn't seen it and only knows clips from social okay. media because it's a lot of people in, in my generation that are like that. They've never seen movies; they only know stuff by clips and because of the internet. That's true. Urban Spencer says none of what he's saying has anything to do with the fact that you keep your dang kids at age appropriate movies period it's a pg-13 movie you know i went and saw things as a kid that i probably should not have been in attendance but people of. were also of a different time in our generation it, was. it very much was and, and we were smarter kids we had to I be think so we had to be we, we had were to train him for the yes, apocalypse that too <laughs> do you know and that? the rapture <laughs> I, I think it was just we were left to our own devices a lot more we had a cover of Anonymous. Anonymous. Yes. It's a night. I'm uh-huh. cold. Uh, <laughs> we had a cover of, you know, covert activity that we could hide behind just by nature of what life was. So I think, too, the natural evolution of the mistake process, trial and error, is larger than it was perhaps in our time. Not saying that the consequences per se are different, but because everything is shown and people, I think that we don't allow people the space to grow too. I mean, Boosie should be grown about some of this stuff because some of it really just is, okay, you don't like it. Okay, you don't agree. It's generational in the way that, you know, he was especially- It's very Gen X, man. The, the South. Is he a sure. Gen Xer or is he a millennial? Because his attitude he's, says he's, he's, right, he's, he's very Gen X, but he's on that border low, though, like 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 I am. So he might he might be a Gen Xer though. Let's see. J Speed OG Talkback BTO Radio. It's a long name. <laughs> You're funny. Says I never seen the movie Color Purple, and I wouldn't waste my time. Well, why is that? I mean, here's the thing: we know not every subject matter is for everyone. And I can understand if that doesn't seem to be something that you were particularly interested in. What I, I mean, the original is a heavy movie. Heavy subject matter, perfectly cast, very well acted, but still dark. The musical version, I feel, is a softer touch. The The topics are still there, but the approach to it is a little softer to me. Yeah. And... um. What I can say is the color purple, though I enjoy, I did read the book, all of that. It is not something that the I looking revisit. glass, baby, huh? <laughs> the looking glass. <laughs> 
There's a line in that book. I'll put the looking glass. Through. Oh, that, I'll tell you why when we go to break, why I look like that. And I thought you were making a reference to something else. Obviously, Alice yeah. Wonderland in the looking glass. Yeah. But, but um, no, Boosie's the same age as I am. We were born in the same year. Okay. We're, we're, he's a Scorpio. We're a few months apart, actually. We're six months apart. So He's a Scorpio. Yeah, and nine months apart. Um, so... Again, he's on that cusp, but also the people in my generation, we still have a lot of the old school foundational mentality toward an attitude towards things. It was you could I graduated from high school in the year 2000. OK, did you really? I did. Twenty, twenty four years ago. I remember in 1998 when I first got my driver's license the Matthew Shepard thing was a big case. Okay. okay. I remember that that's, it was in Texas, right? And they the, tied Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. And that was in 98. It was still unacceptable to be gay. And I remember none of us, the, it was the five gay kids that were at Hamilton. Okay. We, it was five of us. Only five? Five okay. that were out. All right. And we Fair. knew who each other were. Fair. Five of us. Okay. We ain't come out the closet. And we wasn't even talking about it was dangerous. It was dangerous. I agree with that. And this was twenty five years ago. Yeah, I agree with that. So even now the advancements, quote unquote, that have been made or and people just being out of the closet is still like, girl, what are you doing? I'll I'll be looking around like, Y'all need to relax this down, you know? Because I come from an era and a time that that wasn't cool and, and we come even though it's cool now, kinda we still come from the mindset that that's not cool. Protection act. And we're still mindful. And to me, it's the best mentality to have, especially when you look around and look at the social climate that we live in. It, it, it's things. It's 1983 outside. Okay. It's, it is hood. And you better. It might be 1980. 83 listen, might be a little generous. Listen, it's, it's sketchy outside right now. It really is. J speed says, He's a boomer, and he's also never watched Roots. Okay, interesting. Just topics not of interest to you? I watched Roots as a child. I thought everybody hmm. in America watched Roots. The, if you were alive at that time period, every I think it was like in 60 million homes or but something a, like that when boomer, it aired. But as a boomer, that kind of makes sense why... Um, Wouldn't be into those values? If I was a, a black boomer... Definitely, where I feel like you definitely would be watching Roots. Almost not really. In nineteen seventy-seven, if that wasn't your experience for your parents, it wasn't my experience for my parents. It, it, what do you mean? It, but see, I'm just thinking, like on the other side of it, like why would I watch this when this is not my experience? I mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. no. I mean, because no. Well, one, I feel like in nineteen seventy-seven, you didn't see. Like, we had good times. We had the Jeffersons. We had the Jacksons Variety Special. But we weren't on TV, and there weren't areas and places to hear our stories and reach out. Like, now, you know, we have slave film fatigue and things of that nature, not realizing that it really isn't too long ago where these topics were not allowed is a strong word, but weren't generally discussed Mm -hmm. amongst the, you know, modern population. 
the medium thing. That's why the Cosby show was such a big deal. Seeing a black loving family, you know, trials and tribulations at that time period was not something that we had experienced. So I feel like, and I'm not saying that you didn't watch it. I understand why maybe you didn't. Um, I just feel like at that time, everybody watched it. This was before cable. This was, you know what I mean? We don't have appointment TV in 2024 Mm -mm. because you can watch whenever you want to. In 1977, 78, whenever Roots dropped for those five or seven nights, however many nights it was that it aired, it held everybody captive. That, you know, water cooler conversation and things of that nature. So I just, and every black star on the planet was featured in it. So it's just interesting to me that you didn't take it in. But he says that... Um, I don't think white men should be right now stories. My father was born in 1909. My grandmother was a sharecropper and her mother was a slave. I don't think white men should be right now stories. Are you saying that you, you know, stories that evoke back to that time period where we were extremely like, you know, we still are in. Strange times, strange positions, but we have more power and more leverage now. Is that what you're referring to, J-Speed? Just curious. Um, I disagree with you. The black conscious people were not watching Roots. I feel like everybody was watching Roots See, and, 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 that, and that's why I was going on the, the, the lines. And, and this is, I'm glad he brought this up because I was just, in my mind, I think I knew what he was saying. Um, when you have an experience that close outside of slavery why would you watch something when you probably had the first-hand knowledge or the first-hand stories growing up with them you didn't really need to relive them Mm, maybe okay so this is what the ratings were because you know i had to check and it, it, it this month in 1977 right january 23rd 29 million people turned in to the first night and the audience grew with each performance, I mean, which with each airing of mm-hmm. you know the success, this the succession of nights, right? So again, I'm not disputing that you know he did or whatever, but it really was a cultural phenomenon, and it wasn't a conversation. Even if you had those experiences that we as black people were used to seeing on a large stage with that much honesty behind it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you have, but also, um, how many people, even though it was 100 a, million no, people watched, no, I'm just giving that like 100 million people. But no, I'm just it. saying black people specifically, uh-huh. um, how many people were had these honest conversations within their family about that time period okay they probably started them because you have to think shortly before roots a couple years before that black history month was created and um i mean the 70s pan-africanism really took off i think it was a time where learning more about our black history in america as Mm -hmm, well as those mm -hmm, connections mm -hmm. to africa and where it's centered at now, I'm saying now, but 
referring to then in the 70s was something that was just, you know, coming off the civil rights movement and an expansion of it. So I feel like it was a different time when we come forward more on this topic and trending topics and headlines. And, um, you know, I got some questions for Trent things that just kind of popped up. We're going to get into that, too. All of that and more on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen, we're going to get into T.S. Madison's comments. And then I have a question for Trent that we were discussing off air that I want to bring this topic back on air because... It goes along with it. It fits. So T.S. Madison said to Boosie, you sat there with your daughter while Celie's daddy took her second child that he fathered and gave it to the pastor and his wife. You sat there with your daughter while Mr. came and brought and brought her, bought her, excuse me, from her daddy at 14. You sat there with your daughter while Mr. enslaved Seely to cook and clean his nasty house to his children. You sat there with your daughter and watched Mr. Beat sexually destroy and drag Seely all over the floor. You sat there with your daughter and watched Mr. bring his side chick into the house with Seely. But you got up to leave when you saw Seely finally find love and compassion and some sort of temporary relief from Mr.'s prison. Then you try to come to social media and bring the what about the kids, man, campaign you've been on and attempt to use God to justify you and the people who stand with you. Tuh. And they call us delusional. Sir, the character you play in real life is Mr. The daddy, the pastor and all the other men who abuse Seely in that movie and have the nerve to finally be concerned about what a kiss would do to influence your daughter. There is truly some intervention needed in your life to sort out these homosexual demons you're fighting. Shift the concern in 2024. So what did you think? Leave it up to a queen or read you down. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's not much you can say to that because there were some very valid points. People, and that's this is with anything, people pick and choose what they want to fight. Right. And excuse everything else. And people most often do it under the guise of religion. I mean, because there's a, as she very well pointed out, yeah. there are a number of things, again, which were commonplace in society yes. at the time, yes. that you could take issue with that were egregious, right? That, you know, could affect everybody, you know? But you didn't have an issue with any of those. You had an issue with this particular thing. And I feel like this version didn't even... I don't feel the original version went too much into the depth of whatever their relationship was, Celie and Suge, right? Well, you couldn't for the time. It was impl- exactly. Yeah. It was implied. It wasn't like you, you knew, but it was implied. It was a softer touch, right? I feel like this current version, even softer really didn't like skated over it almost. Hmm. I, I and I felt that to me in some ways I enjoyed the film. I feel that that is a disservice to the film. Because so much of Celie's story to me 
is how this relationship with Shug, like she pointed out, was compassion, was love, showed her, you know, her strengths as a woman and helped her find her voice. And to just kind of hop over it seemed, I don't know, I wasn't a fan of that choice, but I get it too. Yeah, I haven't seen the film. Um, I probably, I don't know if I will. Not because I'm like a, a boycotting or no, no, no. It, you know, it's, it's just. I mean, it's, um, a, it's a heavy subject matter. Not even that. It's just I am not really a fan of remakes. Um, okay. I like, especially you know, I like originals and certain things. Um, should be left untouched, and I think that there's so many more stories that we can tell without ever having to do a remake and just leaving classics the way that they are. That we don't tap into the creativity that is available to us because we want to keep telling the same stories that's fair i I just want to address jay speed in the chat he said that the um, ratings that you gave for roots and the 2016 airing those were for the remake of roots you know they updated it remake of that too Mm -hmm. (laughs) they updated it and that was when it came out and so those are not the 100 million dollar ratings that i was referencing from 1977 i don't understand those why we needed a remake of roots so l- let me ask you this because if you think about it right overall in general a lot of stories have been remade yeah. right and sometimes people want to see their creative spin on it or they want to see what an actor had done to it there's enough original works that we don't have to do that. But you don't think that there's ever a time where it's okay or you just kind of want to see your own version of it or a different, you know, someone else's different eye why? to creative. Why not? But why? <laughs> why why do we hear other versions of songs, right? Yeah, then, and that's true. And okay, great. But I'm not even a fan of those too much because it's like, what are you really doing different? I mean, lots of things, vocalization, instrumentation, sure, camera n- angle. Star- not a big fan of, 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 of vocal covers either. Okay. Write a new song. Change I, your trend. Do something different. I mean, you know, I think Troop's version of All I Do Is Think Of You is almost better than the Jackson 5 version. Okay, I'll give you that. It, it is the, the better version. Some um, people love Intro's version of Ribbon in the Sky more than Stevie's. Okay, now, if we're going to go songs, I think that when people remake the a B-side or a less popular song... Then that's okay. It's kind of cool because, you know, um, that um, all I, it wasn't a popular song for the Jacksons. Like, no one's thinking about that song. Who can I run to escape? That was a good one, but for the people that heard the original, they probably would disagree the with The Jones you. Girls. Yeah. Like the Jones Girls. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But there's enough. Um, they don't. People don't tap into um, the creativity in Hollywood, you know, these days. And there, it's it's like you can do something different. You can you can get new writers. You can tell new stories. They don't always have to be the same black stories over and over. And I think that's one reason why people don't, you know, watch remakes and stuff because it's the same thing. Okay. What happened? I'm sorry. Just. Something just flashed across my screen. Oh. So listen. We want to know. Uh, it was you nothing you exciting. Can't, you can't talk about it? Yeah, we could talk about it. It's not what a big it? deal. It's nothing exciting. It sounded like it. There's an award ceremony on Saturday that I didn't realize that it was Saturday that I'm supposed to be attending and presenting. Oh, really? Is this a thing at um, LA Live? Um, no. 
Oh, okay. It's not. Sunday is the Golden Globes. I'll be there. Oh, how far? What are you wearing? What am I wearing? Oscar de la Renta? It's a surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> I am either wearing a pantsuit or a dress. The Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Sounds exciting. You know, it's cute. Um, So listen, Icky Azalea, right? I'm so fancy? I'm so fancy. Okay. She's retiring. She's letting it go. But where did... Hasn't she... She hasn't been making music. Yeah. So she hasn't. Didn't she already let it let it go? It, it, well, listen. A while ago? Now she is officially retiring. Good she says her. she wasn't bullied out of the industry. She says she just enjoys the creative aspect more. And she makes... A, you know, she's the number one OnlyFans creator. They say she makes about $40 million a year from OnlyFans. So. Is she like Flash and Cat? I'm not sure. I've never seen it. I just know that that's what they say. She said she, you know, sometimes her initial thing was she was going to preview new music and show her life and sometimes a little provocative stuff. But she says she likes being a creative director. She likes the creative aspect of it. Her videos. Do whatever works for you. Make it happen. When we come forward, more trending topics and headlines, we'll get to that story about Robin, Eminem and Giselle. And uh, maybe we'll get to the Scarlet story. We'll see. All of that and more on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more captivating conversation on RSVP with Jill Monroe. Monroe. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So, Trent, listen. What's up? First. You have to remind everybody where they can find you on social media and check out In the Mix with Trent. Yes, at Trent the Artist, just the way it sounds, T-R-E-N-T-T-H-E-A-R-T-I-S-T on all platforms. Instagram, the tweets, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of them. Think they could hear that? Yeah. No? I was talking about your chair. Oh. (laughs) No. No. Okay, so listen. The, uh, why are you being funny? So we we mentioned, should we go Scarlet or should we go Reasonably Shady Podcast? We can get both in. We can get both we in? We can get both in in eight minutes. Okay. So Scarlet, she's, you know, rapper from New York. Um, I love her accent. It's very authentic. New, you know, kind of new to the scene. Had a song, I think it was with Busta or Busta Stamped or whatever, right? Oh, that's the girl that he stamped. Uh-huh. And she was, you know, recently What about saw... Lola Brooke? He didn't stamp her too? Maybe. But we talking about Scarlet right I love now. both of them. See, this is why we're not going to be able to get both stories. We are. <laughs> it's only been 30 seconds. So look, um... She put up a video because some people were talking about her because she was chilling with a guy and something happened and they were talking about she looked crazy. So she came online. Her wig was a little lifted at the edge. She didn't have any makeup on. And she said that it hurts her feelings when people talk about her, say no man would want to lay with her and leave her. She was being a little facetious when she said it. But she also said that her feelings were really hurt before she knew how to fight. She said she was just playing, but probably was a modicum of truth in that. So you're in a video with a man looking crazy, and people are saying that you will never have a man or a, a man will never live with you. The irony in that, first of all, um, first, everybody knows that the higher the wig, 
shift, the higher the income. I, I don't think that she is looking for the the high wig income shift type. But even I don't if, think that's but the, even the, if, but see the even if the wig was for. messed up and tilted mm-hmm. to the side, that's not. Mm-mm. She has high income because mm-hmm. everybody knows that a woman in a nasty, messy wig has lots of money. But, that's but number they're one. Different types of wigs. This was the edges. It don't matter. It's supposed to be lifted in. The it don't matter where, where it don't matter where is. it's lifting from. The sides, the front, the back. It's it's high income. The higher the wig, the higher the income. It's interesting when I hear people of a specific age group say that they are hurt by things that people say. I get it. I understand. I was a victim of, of childhood teasing, too. Me How, too. However, the kids in the schoolyard, when they call me fat, <laughs> they, they prepared me for the things that I will go through as an adult. So when somebody calls me fat now, it's like, the kids already told me that. Tell me something different. You can't call me ugly. You can't call me stupid. You know what I'm saying? So it it was it was a help. So I think that people, it's unfortunate that people just don't know how to transmute some of that negative energy into a positive or really take it as what it is. It's, it's preparation for things but that will here's come. here's the thing. So is, is she getting her preparation now for later? Sure. I maybe. mean, just, you know, you, you know. But let me tell you, if I was if I was in a picture with a girl or a boy, whoever I was doing it with, and somebody told me I was ugly and I wouldn't get nobody, I'm just like, what you mean? There's always the single people without a ring that's always pointing some stuff out to somebody. So, mm. you know, there's there's somebody for everybody. Don't matter if you're ugly, or you think you're fat is or whatever. There somebody for everybody? Oh, for sure, somebody is gonna lay up with you, fat, ugly, or indifferent. Trust me on that. Well, what about all the people that aren't coupled up? Go outside and talk seriously it's, it, that's all it takes it is it is people out here looking for somebody right now just like you go outside and talk that's all you got to do that, that go outside over simplifying go that. outside and run your mouth the way that you scroll on the internet with your fingers on instagram and you would have a different experience I go outside and talk i disagree it's that's not the problem that simple. it is the problem is we have gotten too attached on these phones and listening to podcasts like reasonably shady to understand what's going on outside Listen, I now I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think the oversimplification is oh, Somebody you're just not outside enough, <laughs> um, and that's why people are single. I, I think that that is go just, outside. No, that is not it. There's too many women that are outside. We ain't going. We ain't having this conversation about women and what they want. Women are saying he's five eight. I'm not talking to him, or he drive a trash truck. I don't want to have nothing to do with him. So that's why they're single. We talked about this that's, already. Why? Let me ask you a question. Why does it always have to come down to? Because this is what the women. girls are saying. No, 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 no. Why is it always you want too much? If you lower your standards, you could have somebody. Why do I want it's someone not, that's it's, a it's, lowered standard? It's not lowering standard. You did. You just said if I said she, I also said we're not having this conversation because we <laughs> talked about it already. Because uh, you five eight and I don't like the way you look because you're too short. This is what the girlies are saying. Right. To me. So what's the problem with that? Nothing's the problem, but you're gonna be single because most people are not over six feet. The average height is five nine for a man. Let me tell you what I've never had a problem finding. <laughs> A tall man. Exactly. They're they're all around. Men are. are everywhere. They're tall men, short men. They're they're all around. So, if a woman says, "Throw that five eight back," it's not a problem. You just gonna have to just you gonna be running in a circle till you find what you want. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And the, the, and that says even keep though, going outside and put your phone down and stop scrolling. Whatever. <laughs> you got all the with your degrees and stuff with your you fancy degrees, correct? <laughs> Yeah. 
but so here, what happens but I'm an active when dater, a man so I know. with higher standards y'all have a real problem with that um I, that's I, reasonably shady i do not I, I i'm sorry i think that men have more options available to them and in a lot of cases I don't think that's true. Looking for as much depth as women. I don't think that men. I think we're in a place in society where no one has options anymore because people have made it so by distracting themselves with all the things other than focusing on communicating. That's what I think. People still couple up. I just think that it's it's a different focus in relationships, and I also think that you know once you're exposed to certain things, and I'm not just talking about financially. I'm talking about as far as you know intelligence, riches, or whatever. It's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. True. So, you know, listen. Reasonably shady. Two seconds. Eminem is suing Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant for their reasonably shady podcast because he has a trademark on the term shady. And he says that people will get it confused and somehow think that he's affiliated with it. However, he does not want to sit for a deposition because he says he doesn't know enough about the business. So, hey. He doesn't know enough about the business, but he thinks that people, two women on a franchise show about they housewives. They have 55 million downloads are, of the podcast. I think it's very clear that the people, the 55 million people that listen to Reasonably Shady and watch them on Potomac knows that they have nothing to do with him. I, I agree. And I think that he's reaching and stretching and trying to find relevance with something that he did 20 years ago. Sit down. And also... This is just, for me, another white man trying to silence a, a black woman or black women. Ain't nobody thinking about you, Eminem. And you shouldn't be thinking about these black girls over on Bravo because they're not thinking about you. Well, boom, there it is. Thank you guys for locking in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You know, we love to hear from you. So make sure that you are here tomorrow, 9 p.m. Pacific time for more trending topics, more headlines. You know, next Wednesday, Trent the Artist will be back in the building. Make sure you hit him up on social media. Make sure you hit me up at Stiletto Jill. When we come forward, the best of KBLA Thank you guys for rocking with us. We always appreciate it.